The Arkansas Talent Podcast is about all things talent in the state of Arkansas. We talk with talented leaders across a variety of industries, including accounting, finance, and HR, where they share their journey and thought leadership. We will also share our knowledge, which includes over 25 years of experience in recruitment in the state. I'm Stephanie Shine. And I'm Chris Chun. This podcast was inspired not only for the job seeker, but also for hiring leaders and executives to find success and thrive in today's job market. Welcome to the Arkansas Talent Podcast, a show focused on all things talent in the state of Arkansas. Today, we want to talk about core values. It is all over trending topics right now, but Stephanie and I recently read a book, Traction Together by Gina Wigman, and we went through this process ourselves. And and one of the concepts in the book was about the importance of creating and living by core values in your company. And honestly, before reading this book, I always kind of thought about core values uh, that companies advertise as is more kind of a fluff piece until I realized the value and impact in core values after reading this book and researching the, this topic further, because it, it takes a big effect if a company takes them seriously. It, it makes you wonder, you know, how many listeners out there could quickly identify what their core values are in their organization like right now without cheating? Yeah, I bet you most couldn't tell you, or Chris, if they could tell you, can they say that everyone in the organization knows, or does everyone in the organization actually carry those out on a daily basis, both personally and professionally? Yeah, right. I mean, I I know it's probably harder for larger companies to truly live by the core values due to the massive amount of employees they have to hire, but there is real value in, in establishing core values in an organization. I think this will be really impactful uh, today for all business leaders of, of all sizes to listen in today and hopefully implement in their own business and maybe seek some rewards. Yeah, I remember, Chris, when we read the book, it described core values as, you know, all the hype in the 90s. They they are now regarded in today's world sometimes as kind of cliche or tired, So this could be great advice as well for companies that have core values that were established maybe decades ago and need a reminder or refresher. You know, a lot of companies we're seeing right now, Chris, when we we look at websites or we're talking to clients, we do see a lot of companies starting to revamp or go through the same process by creating a new brand identity, which includes reestablishing or creating core values. Agreed. I, you know, I was just reading an article the other day. Uh, on, I think it was in Inc. Magazine that companies they were they were saying that companies should really revise their core values every two to three years. And at first, I thought, wow, that's kind of excessive. Yeah. But you know, the more you think about it, I mean, companies evolve, businesses change, yeah. but more importantly, leadership changes. So maybe the the core values uh, that described your company, maybe there are a few words 20 or 30 years ago, maybe those are those have changed throughout time. So like I was saying earlier to me, I always thought of core values kind of like you said, it is really just super cliche, something that was created maybe at a, at a corporate level to sound united, but not really truly a, a part of the company. 
I think this will also be a great advice for someone that does already have core values that exist to, to really revisit those because it's really easy to get away from those in the day-to-day chaos of running a business. Yeah, that's a good point that you brought up, Chris. I mean, companies are constantly and should be evolving, right? Different leadership uh, comes into yeah. power or, you know, there's culture changes or they're, tr- you know, they're trying to change the culture for the better. So it is important to look at these core values and make sure it reflects, you know, not only the leadership, but the team as a whole and what they stand for. I mean, core values can ultimately shape the entire culture of an organization. We had Tyler Schaller from First Orion as a guest on our show a, a couple of episodes ago, and she talked a lot about culture. And I love what she said, but culture is a feeling. And we had another guest recently, Mike Harbour, and, and he said, we attract people based on who we are. And I love both of those statements. Um, and, and they're both so true, really attest to how important it is for companies to not only have you know strong core values that describe the people and the company well, but to actually live by them both personally and professionally day in and day out. Um, today, we're going to dive into learning more about core values. This is going to be probably a shorter episode, but we think it's very important. Chris and I have gone through this process recently, and we had a ton of takeaways from going through this. And when taken seriously, it can not only shape and mold the culture of your company, but the performance, innovation, the purpose, the growth, the integrity, all of that of the organization. Yeah. And going back to a statement that Mike Harbour made, I remember in our conversation, he said, uh, I think he was talking about his industry and he said, I breathe whatever I'm preaching, you know, so Mm -hmm. like his core values just spilled out into his organization and you could feel that. So I thought that was a a really powerful statement by him. But I I think today's topic, um, it's so important just because of today's climate. I mean, the job market is still so highly competitive and company values have once again become such a hot topic issue in attracting and retaining top talent, which, you know, that's what it's all about. I uh, I recently read a Forbes article and they discussed a study that was done by LinkedIn and it stated that 59% of respondents in Europe stated that they would not work for an organization that does not share their values with 55% reporting that even a pay increase would not change their mind. But here's what the really crazy stat is that figure rises to 87% for workers in the United States. Wow. Those are uh, powerful numbers. Uh, That same article quoted that LinkedIn data revealed that 154% increase in entry-level job ads featuring culture and values over the past two years. And so job ads emphasizing work-life balance have increased by 65% during that time. Job postings that mention values such as culture, flexibility, well-being, now receive nearly three times more views and twice as many applications than they did two years ago. I mean, that is so powerful for employers to note that core values are not just something you put on your website, but it's something that will also help you attract and retain talent. Yeah, I mean, that's powerful stats. That's crazy. I mean, people are putting this in job descriptions that Mm -hmm. two to three times more they're having to do like talk about their flexibility and well-being so we can see how powerful that is to see in the the recruiting of new talent and Mm -hmm. 
Um, so important. Yeah, you're right. I mean, candidates in today's world, they they don't just want a paycheck. They want to work somewhere that aligns with their personal beliefs and their values. I mean, how many times, I mean, we can't even count candidates come to us and they say that they're looking for a new job, not because of money, but they've said, you know, I want to look for an organization that maybe aligns with my values or I can't get on board with the organization's mission or culture. I mean, culture is really one of the top reasons um, why people do look for other jobs. Um, Companies today need to demonstrate a clear set of values to stand out from their competition, to attract talent, and really to keep their top performers. Yeah, I know we keep going back to to Mike Harbour, but remember something he said in that conversation was about uh, when somebody's making a transition, everybody assumes it's just for money. Yeah. He's like, on that list, money is actually number three or four. Mm-hmm. So it was just so powerful for him. but. Uh, so let's start from the beginning. Like, what are core values? They are a small set of vital and timeless guiding principles for your organization. So, a good rule of thumb is to have around three to seven core values, with less really being more in this case. These core values will define your culture of who you truly are as people. When they're clear and your organization embraces them, you'll find that they attract like minded people to come to your organization. And you also quickly find out that these people that are not a fit for your organization as well. Yeah, we had a light bulb moment after learning more about core values and reading through traction. So we wanted to share our thoughts on why these are so important, but also how you can implement these in your own organization. Or if you're thinking about doing this soon, hopefully Um, this information will kind of help you through that brainstorming process in the book. Their first step is to set up a meeting with your leadership team first. So this is preferably offsite and it should take a good two to three hours for this first step. Yeah. So step one, once the team is, you know, all together, they want everybody in the room to write down three names within your company who are model employees. So this would be someone that you would like literally want to clone because they're such a wonderful asset in your organization. I think everybody kind of thinks of somebody immediately in the top of their mind. Uh, But once everyone has those three names, you write all those names on a whiteboard for the entire group to see. Yeah. And then step two, as a group, you go over all those names of the people on that whiteboard and you discuss the characteristics of those individuals, what characteristics, you know, they carry that made you want to put their name on the board. You write all of them down into this long list. And some of the examples that the book gave were continually strive for perfection, always does the right thing, you know, honesty and integrity, enthusiastic, energetic, competitive, treats everyone with, with respect, and then understands the value of reputation. After that, step three, so you now have your long list of core values that portray what the best people in your organization represent, right? So your company values are somewhere in this long list. So now as a group, you'll identify those. So circle the ones that you love and cross out the ones that maybe aren't quite as important to you until you maybe have a final group of about 10 to 15. And then the last step, which is step four, is get your list down to the three to seven. This is probably the hardest part, especially for Chris and I. 
Um, it's going to be tough, but you should discuss and debate with your team until you have your final group of core values that really identifies your organization. And then kind of the hard part is that you have to let it simmer for a couple of weeks. I know once you get the name, you know, the list of the characteristics or values, you, you want to say th- these are it and go with that. But you really have to sit on it two to three weeks. It, Chris, what? It took us at least three, four weeks until we came back and that we yeah. felt like this was our final list. Um and, you know, it was worth it because we came up with a strong list that truly defines us and our company as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, through our process, I remember we thought about certain words and a lot of those having maybe the same meeting. Yeah. And so finding out the word that was more, more important for you and your organization. But uh, now that you have your final list, it's uh, I think the most important part is to communicate this to your organization. And I think this is not just like a a simple Monday morning email. I mean, this should be a grand meeting, like a speech by your CEO to communicate your core values to the organization. And and with each core value, give examples, tell stories, really drive home the importance of why is this a core value in your organization? I think this will ultimately build your culture and, and really give purpose within your current employee group. Yeah, the speech is is important going through what your final core values is. And this is going to be used your core values for interviewing all new employees. I, I thought this part was pretty impactful. So you actually use the core values and put them into action. People need to know who you are as a company. And if they do not you know, portray the company's core values, then you know that they're not the right fit for your company. This will help you identify current employees that also maybe don't share some of the core values and are bringing the organization down. And some in the book, it stated that you may have to make some changes based off of people maybe not fitting your core values anymore. Once your group's 100% on board with the core values and they share it from that point on, you're only going to hire people that share that vision yeah. This is where you will see everyone starting to row in the same direction. And this is really how culture can shift and change for the better. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is such a simple concept and it can really change your organization for all the better. And there were just tons of great examples in the book of real companies that implemented this with just incredible success stories. And I also read a stat online from a Gallup workplace study that read among U.S. employees, only four in 10 strongly agree with this statement. The mission or purpose of my company makes me feel my job is important. Four out of 10. Right. So why does this matter? Because by moving this ratio to eight in 10 employees, the article quoted that organizations could realize 41 percent lower absenteeism. 50% fewer safety incidents and 33% improvement in quality. So like in a tangible way, your purpose and values really are the way you do business and the way you succeed as a company. I thought those stats were pretty eye-opening. Yeah, they are eye-opening. I mean, you know, the core values changes the culture, which changes the performance of your organization and potentially the profits. I mean, that's huge. I think one of the biggest advantages to this all goes back to not only the retention of your employees, but also for recruiting new people when your company grows. 
and you have new positions that open up. In one of her guest episodes with Tyler from First Orion, I keep going back to something she said about the company having culture champions in their organization. A huge number of their new hires come from referrals from others within the organization. I mean, this is really a true testament to people being happy there within the company and encouraging others to join their group as well. Yeah, for sure. That's a a fantastic example. And I know they had a program that was like a financial bonus for recruiting employees to come to their organization, which I think is helpful. But really, if you think about it, at the end of the day, you're really only going to tell a friend to to maybe come work for your company um, unless you just truly love it. So great testament to their their organization, what they've been able to accomplish. Yeah. And then Mike saying we attract people based on who we are. Well, you're going to uh, you're going to want your friends, the people that are like minded and are like you. Yeah. You're going to want them to come to the organization that you're at if you truly love it. So in final recap, I know this was a short um, episode, but we thought it was important. Um, we hope that everyone had a couple of takeaways from today's podcast about core values when they're created and used properly. I mean, it can help in so many ways from not only the recruiting and the retention piece, mission and purpose, but really employee empowerment, ethics, collaboration, teamwork, innovation, creativity, uh, and productivity. Chris and I highly suggest that if you have not read um, Traction or if you're working through your core values, this would be a great book for you to read. We plan to do a couple of upcoming podcasts to dig more into traction and other aspects of the book, because I think a lot of our listeners could really benefit from a lot of the pieces there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this was, uh, the book is fantastic, but there was certainly a light bulb moment for us during this to, to really get behind this. And I hope that, uh, it will be for our listeners as well too. So for more staffing or career advice, or if you know of a great topic or person that we should be on the show, please get in touch with Stephanie or I via LinkedIn or through our links in our bio. You won't want to miss our next guest episode with Bethany Wallace, where she talks with us about toxicity in the workplace, how to prevent it and how to remedy it. It's going to be a great episode. You can download this and future podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.